Hi, it's Jamie, progressive number one, number two employee. Leave a message at the... Hi, Jamie, it's you, Jamie. Don't be alarmed, but I think there's a guy following you. Maybe we should get that guard dog we talked about? Nothing too scary, maybe like a Bichon with an attitude? You know, Progressive's collision insurance covers injured dogs and cats at no extra cost, so... Wait, the guy stood up when I stood up. He's on the phone. He's looking right at me. Oh, wait, it's just my reflection. Don't tell anyone about this. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Pet coverage not available in New Hampshire and North Carolina. Dante grabs the rebound, curls back out. Almost never dribbles twice with the left hand. He does. Here goes to the rack and dunks. He crossed over on the scouting report. Went to the rack and jam. Dante Exum. You are Locked On Jazz. Your daily podcast on the Utah Jazz. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. It is Locked On Jazz for the 9th of May. The season comes to an end in a sweep by the Warriors. We analyze the series, game four, and the season. Not in its completion, but just in general. It's all coming up on today's edition of Locked on Jazz. Pow! How are you? I'm David Locke, radio voice of the Utah Jazz, Jazz NBA insider. How are you today? It's over. Such a weird feeling. I don't know how you guys feel about it, but... I uh, walk out of the arena, it's over, last night, um, it's over, and uh, you've just, uh, it's actually funny, as I never, I kind of don't want to go to bed, because I kind of feel like if I go to bed and wake up, then it's officially over, uh, and it and it is. So, we'll uh, break down the ball game uh, and the series, and uh, there's so many crazy items to look ahead, I will try to avoid that today. Uh, we'll do that over the next week or two. Uh, then we roll into the draft quite soon, and then we roll into free agency even sooner. Or right after the backside of that, it'll hit us. I think that'll hit us really fast because we'll focus on the draft for a while and then uh, hit there. So we'll we'll do this progressively over time. I am not sure on my schedule yet. Um, at some point, I'll probably take a few days off, but we've... Uh, got some great sponsors and want to make sure we fulfill our advertising to them. So more likelihood uh, the show will stay on the air uh, in most days uh, as much because of that as anything else. So that's kind of a, a nice, nice added bet uh, note for those who kind of sometimes feel like, gosh, there's advertising there and used to be. Well, it probably means that we'll have more shows because um, I've got to make sure that I fulfill uh, those advertisers. Today's show is brought to you by Murdoch Hyundai. Thank you very much to the Murdoch family. Great event on Friday. That was really cool uh, when they uh, set up a perfect, uh, great weekend package. Somebody had a a great time uh, there. You can visit Murdoch Hyundai at 4646 South State Street. Uh, I've told you about the Murdochs, and I will tell you as well uh, that you should check out uh, the Hyundais. And uh, start looking around. You'll see how many Elantras and Sonatas and Santa Fe's and Tucson's you see out there. You'll be, I think you'll be a little surprised. Uh, along the way, I'm pretty excited about the uh, the new hybrid as well. Uh, somebody emailed me the other day that they put down a uh, a new uh, they put down a deposit for one of the new ones when they come. I'm going to see if I can get myself to be able to to drive one coming up. I'll tell you more about them uh, in a minute. All right, uh, I am going to just move right into the show. Uh, I haven't. I'm kind of have mixed feelings on pins across the world. I feel like we've done it for two years. Uh, I love I love it, but I think it might be getting a little old, and so I'll decide 
uh, coming up here, whether to continue it or find some other new fun feature uh, as well. But let's get into, we'll start with just last night's game. Uh, specifically, it's the same same story over again. It's the fast start by the Warriors. Their speed, I think, just overwhelms you. And then if we're really honest about it, you know, I mean, Steph Curry's better than Shelvin Mack, and Clay Thompson's better than Joe Ingles, and Kevin Durant's better than Gordon Hayward, and Draymond Green's better than Boris Diaw, and so Rudy Gobert's probably better than Zaza Pachulia. But frankly, if we're really, really honest about it, and the the five guys they had on the Florida Start games, and the five guys we have on the Florida Start games, they're five or better. Uh, and, you know, we I, I talked about this before the series started, that they had these eight different lineup groups that were all plus 20 or more during the season, that their eight most commonly used lineups uh, were plus, of four-man groups were plus 20 or more. Uh, and, and even if you just kind of, and you so you start to break that down a little bit, and it's just stunning. Then you get into that actually in the playoffs, their starting lineup they have really clicked in. They they have just they have come in and started games with just a burst. Their starting lineup is plus thirty five per forty eight minutes. Uh, and then when they go to you know their various bench units, they're they're just crushing people. Uh, right now, but that the, the their starting lineup is plus thirty five. Their lineup, but when they bring in Igudala and Javel and actually take um, dr- uh, take Durant off the floor, they get even better. If you just look at their the playoff series with the Jazz, uh, those groups were equally as good. Their starting lineup was not as dominant. It was plus seventeen, not plus thirty four. Not quite what it did to the Blazers. And then uh, when they went to the – they had to go to the death lineup a lot. They went to it for 23 minutes in the, ter- in the series, and it was, it was great for them. Uh, and it's very much – I talked about coming in. Every single one of their lineups was great except for when they had Ian Clark on the floor. You know, and that's what now in the playoffs they don't have to do anymore. So now their playoff rotation, other than JaVale McGee and Zaza Pachulia that fill their roles, are just a bunch of former All-Stars. Right, they they have Curry, Durant, Green, Pachulia, Thompson on the floor, which is four All Stars. Then they have Curry, Durant, Green, Igudala, Clay Thompson. That's five All Stars. Then they have Curry, Durant, Igudala, Livingston, McGee. That's their three line All Star lineup. I mean, just it's insane. Uh, and that fast start got us again. And you're playing from behind. Jazz showed some nice, some nice fight, some nice battle. The highlight of the night was Dante's 32 minutes. Uh, by the end of the night, he was 5 of 14. He was 1 of 5 from 3. But he showed some great flashes in the second quarter that I think have uh, fired up Jazz Nation. He looked, he just played with a juice. He played with an energy. And he played with a fight. And I, I think the bigger picture of that is how there's the fact that he he played with that aggressiveness and that fight showed me a level of toughness. I think that's a real, you know, we don't know some things on Dante. And they're not. Issues that we don't know because of him, we don't know them because of the circumstances of the ACL sprain. So the fir- or the ACL tear. The first thing is, he has not had a basketball offseason yet. So we don't know really what his work ethic is. Um, number two, we don't know on Dante what his skill development can be. 
Three, we don't know what his strength development can be. He's missing so many layups. I feel as though if he got stronger, that that would be helped out. And then the other one we just don't know is his toughness. I'm not, you know, I don't know we've had a circumstance to be able to judge his toughness. I, what we've seen so far, I wouldn't say particularly he looks to be high on the scale, but I also wouldn't say that there's anything in that regard that I've seen that tells me that that's a very good judge. So I, these, this is, becomes a really interesting time. He, he's still crazy young, um, just, a, you know, just a really young kid, born in 1995, and so in July he'll turn 22 years old. And he's played two years, and he gets to make a <clears throat> hopeful second or third year jump. He gets an off season, and you know the big move of the night was a left hand, two left hand dribbles to the rack for a dunk. He is so adverse to dribbling with his left hand; it's skill development. He's going to have to learn how to dribble off the shoot off the bounce, be more than just a spot up shooter. Uh, he's still got, a, I think, a long road. But there was that was really exciting to see those flashes from Dante uh, in the second quarter of last night's game. Uh, it was another really strong night by Gordon Hayward. He took over the third quarter, brought the Jazz back with 14 third-quarter points, and the Jazz knocked on the door in the third, and then the Warriors just played big brother all series. They just had the ball there. You reached, and you jumped for it, and you stretched out, and then he lay, they just as you thought you were going to get it, they just lifted a little higher and further out of reach. Uh, the Jazz defense was not good last night, uh, and they never were able to take a bite out of the Warriors. The offensive rating last night was a 122.2. The Warriors weren't under 110 for any game in the series. Uh, it's you know it's interesting. The Jazz at no point in the series ever played Favors and Gobert together, and uh, I don't know if the time has passed on that. It may have. Uh, the league is spreading out and widening out as uh, the floor, and playing two bigs is not something that a lot of people. Uh, like to do, uh, and and maybe the Jazz are, are not going are moving away from that. Uh, though I think it, this will be an interesting transition because what made the Jazz great was that they were an elite defensive team, and their best two man lineup defensively was Favors and Gobert together. It's it's a very very strong combination. It's offensively it does struggle. There's it's somewhat undeniable that. The offense isn't quite as good, though it's right on their average. It, they were able to overcome it. But that defensive rating of 96.5 in 541 minutes this year is something that I have a hard time letting go of. I, I, all the thing I care about is the net differential. And so the best two-man unit the Jazz had was George Hill and Joe Ingles, and the next net was George Hill and Derek Favors, and the next net was Derek Favors and Rudy Gobert. And... That net differential is the only thing that matters to me. Uh, now, it's cumbersome and it feels cloggy and it has hard times and some nights it works and some nights it doesn't. It's really slow. Pace of plays 91, which is just torturously slow. And so it might be stylistically a lot of things. Uh, you know, it's a lot of things there that don't seem to, to match with where everything's going in this um in this game, but I, I do wonder whether or not it is uh, going to be, you know, if it's a thing of the past uh, for the Jazz, if, if they're moving uh, away from that, will certainly be be a real question mark. Uh, but they never played it together in the in the whole playoffs, I don't believe. Somewhat due to injury, maybe, or somewhat maybe once you move Joe Johnson to the power forward. Uh, from a serious standpoint, uh, you know, 
Joe Johnson never got rolling the same way, and the difference between the Clippers and the Warriors is so obvious. You just couldn't find matchups to go take advantage of. The way that Quinn just exploited Doc Rivers, J.J. Redick, and Jamal Crawford, and things of that nature, there just were absolutely none of those opportunities. That Joe Johnson would try to work on Draymond Green on a few possessions. He'd try to work on Kevin Durant, and uh, that that just didn't work. Uh, I didn't finalize the numbers. doesn't seem necessary. But Joe going into last night was 2 of 10 in the paint in this series after being such a force otherwise. Um, I think 29 of 45 in the paint against the Clippers. Couldn't get that and then didn't hit some, some of the threes as well. Uh, and, you know, he did not. Uh, he finished the playoffs, by the way, 19 of his last 60 shooting, including the end of the Clippers. So once the focus went on him, uh, and you know, and that that lineup just could not generate what it did early in the Clippers series. Uh, again, uh, to me, the the big takeaway from the Jazz standpoint, I think I mentioned this yesterday as we as we probably headed down this road, was uh, the the brilliant play of Gobert and Hayward in the playoffs. Uh, is the foundation pieces now for this franchise moving forward. And now you have to figure out which of the other pieces fit around them, what the salary cap implications are, uh, what the money, where the money's going to be spent and, and build this franchise. But I think that there's a, um, a really exciting aspect of things that you have these two, these two star players got to the playoffs and generally uh, were able to step up, own the moments, weren't, weren't overwhelmed by it and, and have made this, uh, really uh, exciting progression. So those are uh, my thoughts on the game, uh, and I'll give a few more on the series, but uh, I want to thank our our sponsor today. It's Murdoch Hyundai. Uh, a bunch of people have been sending me tweets recently that they went over to Murdoch Hyundai and, and purchased new cars. It's so cool to hear that because I think you'll be, you'll be really, really exciting, uh, excited about what you've done. And I, and I also think the uh, thing that will jump out to you more than anything is what you got for your money. Uh, I, we're driving the Santa Fe in our family right now, a little bit of a tussle who gets to drive it every day and, and just, you know, blown away by what you can get. You, I go on, I'm on their site right now, Murdoch Hyundai, uh, SLC.com and, and you can get a 2017 Hyundai Santa Fe SUV for $28,000. I, I'm the amount of features, the amount of, uh, uh, God, gizmos is the wrong word, but, you know, extra add-ons, the great moonroof, the safety features um, that you can get, plus amazing space and room inside, uh, and then compare it to uh, what you get for other, you know, whether you're looking at a an Acura or a Lexus or some of these other high-end and see what you can get for the same price or for $20,000 less is just stunning. Uh, same thing you'll find out if you're a Honda Accord driver or if you're a Camry driver. If you go look at the Sonata and uh, how, how all the features you get on that, plus the Sonata's at 18.8 right now uh, for the four-door sedan. It's 36 miles per gallon gas mileage. It's just terrific. So check it out. And then when you do it, do it with the Murdochs. I've gotten to know them well. Uh, they really pride themselves on making sure that your experience is going to be exactly uh, that, a family-driven experience that you'll feel connected to them. Uh, they're going to do all the little things along the way to try to make sure you have that, but being open extra hours, uh, free car washes, oil changes, and the sort. Plus, you get the 100,000-mile Hyundai uh, 
warranty that is unique to Hyundai. So check it out, Murdoch Hyundai, 4646 South State Street, and uh, find out what you can get for your money. Just I, I'm not telling you you have to go buy it. Like, I'm not going to be that obnoxious, but just put Hyundai on your list and at least comparison shop with them on your list. I think you'll be surprised. And update me. Tell me if you go ahead that direction. All right. Uh, in regards to the series, uh, I'm, it's just a bummer that George Hill, we never got to see George Hill uh, really in this series. I, I don't have any illusion that the Jazz beat the Warriors. I, I'm, I'm really curious to see if anyone can take them down. I just They're just stunningly good. Um, but I wish that the Jazz could have, have had a fair fight, I guess. Um, you know, the, Shelvin Mack, I, I thought, did a fine job. But it's the minutes with... You know, once you're playing Shelvin 24, 30 minutes a night, then that means somebody else's. You know, you're playing at the next level point guard positions also. And so the other night, you know, it's the same story. We weren't great with Shelvin on the floor. Uh, we lose by 26 last night. And so we're minus 13 with Shelvin on the floor. We're minus 13 in the 24 minutes when he's off the floor. Um, the minutes where Shelvin was off the floor, we were far worse in the series than uh, when he was on the floor. And it's a di- it just it makes you wonder what what could have happened. Obviously, Favors Health playing ten minutes a night in the series is a bad matchup for him uh, as well. But you just didn't have it uh, anywhere along the way to ha- have the just have us at full strength, have that calming f- aspect. We got a lot of open looks throughout the series. George Hill's the best catch and shoot guy on the team, one of the best in the league. So really, his specific skill is not there. I I don't have any illusion that uh, we win the series. I do have an illusion that I'd be on a plane to San Francisco today uh, if, in fact, we, you know, we had George Hill. Uh, I do think that. Uh, from a standpoint, otherwise, the, the, I thought the Warriors were remarkable. Their defense was incredible. I thought they wore the Jazz down, actually, in Game 4. I thought the Jazz looked tired. Just their speed and trying to keep up and 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 just maybe the you know, when you hear Gordon say you just can't miss a single possession, I think there's an exhaustion, and it's a bit overwhelming to have to play at that level. And very rarely in the series, at any point, were the Jazz able to dictate how the series was taking place and and what was more the Jazz were being, I thought, protective to try to prevent the Warriors from taking it, which is understandable. You know, there's 31 players in the history of the NBA that have scored 30 points a game in a season, and two of them are on the same team right now, coupled with... You know, one of the best defensive players we've had for an era, uh, and Draymond Green. It's, it's really, it's something else, uh, and and we're not at the level. I, from a season standpoint, big picture season standpoint, I do believe that success in the NBA. Uh, I know a lot of people like to believe championship is a success, but success to me in the NBA is getting to the Final Four in your conference. Now we got a bad matchup in our Final Four in our conference because the Warriors just happened to be loaded. It's kind of how I felt often when we played the Lakers uh, with those Darren Carlos teams, Memo teams. Those those were pretty darn good Jazz teams, and they kept getting matched up against a team that was, you know, significantly better uh, in the matchup. The length we couldn't handle. If we could have gotten Houston, I think we were probably fine. So that's that's the only one that's a little. Uh, discouraging is that, but you cannot build your team 
trying to match up to this Warrior team. This is a once-in-a-lifetime confluence of events team that's just better than anything we've ever seen. You can, if you can get yourself in the Final Four of the Western Confer- in, the, in your conference, you never know what matchups you might get. You never know who sprains an ankle. You never, you know, I mean, heck, if Draymond's fluky knee thing turns out to be real and he's actually injured and suddenly can't play games three and four and George Hill's suddenly healthy, who knows where that series goes because Draymond's that vital to them. And that's where you have to put yourself. So I, I think getting to the final, I, I really tip my hat to that. Not just even in, I've heard a lot, well, for our step of our development. No, anytime you're one of the eight final teams playing, I, I think it's a huge success. I, it's where I find what's going to go on with the Raptors. Um, Really interesting, uh, particularly in the sense like everyone, well, you got to blow it up because, well, right, all right, just don't dismiss being in the final four um, of the of the conference. I, I think that's a huge deal. Puts you in a position for, and and while this series specifically was not one in which the Jazz um, had a chance. I would. I still go with it. Success. I. I think you get my point. I'm kind of talking in a circle, uh, at that point. All right. Uh, final one. We'll do more season digesting moving forward. But that matches to my final point. It's just a grand success. Uh, watch Gordon grow up. Watch Rudy develop. Brought in the veterans. They had their role. Now it's huge that Dante and Trey Lyles uh, and Joe Ballenboy, I think, are the three most important offseason players that those guys show and begin to develop an ability to be rotation players next year. Those are the ones to me. And, and Rodney's got to get healthy. We've got to find out whether Rod's disappointing season this year uh, is a case in which you know career-low field goal percentage, career-low effective field goal percentage, career-low assist rate. Um, but then he's still these other signs. Um, Career high usage rate, which I think is good. It means he can get shots off. One of the elite players in the final seconds of the shot clock. His rim finishing really fell off this year. He went from 67 to 56. We'll talk about, we'll do an extended show on all these guys. And he only shot 29% of the paint post All-Star break. Are those cases where the knee was the problem uh, more than anything else? I mean, Rod's just a real, or, or did he just plateau a little bit? I think that's a, those will have to be the real questions. All right, that is our Locked on Jazz Day brought to you by Murdoch Hyundai. Thanks very much. Uh, we'll plan on continuing program. Shows might get a little bit shorter, and we'll break down, kind of look at each player and get us toward the offseason. I appreciate you. Um, I appreciate you tuning in. appreciate you being a part of uh, this program. We had huge numbers over the last month, and I hope that uh, they, you stick with us. Uh, for that, we we did. I was I was looking at the numbers last night for the before I went to bed, as I was trying not to go to bed. Uh, I had kind of purposely not looked at them through the playoff run. Didn't want to get caught up in it, and they they were they were mammoth mammoth numbers. Uh, which I guess leads to the question: If you want to advertise in the program, you're more than welcome to. But we had uh, really some some cool stuff. Well over fifteen thousand listens on every single show, uh, which is big numbers in the podcasting world. Thanks very much for tuning in. Greatly appreciate it. Hope you're well. Thanks.